the Virtual Ball Boys Podcast. My name is Chris, and I am joined once again by my good friend, Matt. Though the original Star Wars trilogy is much better in terms of a filmmaking perspective, the Star Wars prequels are much better in terms of the thematics, what it means to go to war, and how a few people can have a massive impact on the, on the scale of, uh, of, a, of a society. In this video essay, I will go into why the prequels are better thematically than the original uh, Star Wars trilogy. Part one, the prequels <laughs> have... <laughs> I'm going to stop there. <laughs> uh, I was going to let you go. I was like, right. I was waiting for you to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, just wanted to see. Can I actually send you something on the on that related note? Um, yeah, sure. Because I I'll, I'll read it out loud for the audience here. Um, but there's a there's a Twitter account called Star Wars Facts uh, that I saw someone retweet. Um, and it was something that was very it was it, it I don't know anything about Star Wars. Don't know okay, shit. This, I haven't okay. I, I haven't I watched anything. I know what you're gonna say. I will explain what it means after that. <laughs> so, so I uh, I follow uh, Imran Khan, who I uh, who is one of my favorite follows on Twitter. He's a very good gaming journalist, um, and he he retweeted this quote and with the caption saying, "Y'all realize this is stupid as shit, right? I need you to tell me you know this is stupid." <laughs> so, <laughs> so since you know more Star Wars, can you read the quote and then explain so, it to me? Sure. So the the quote is. <laughs> So the quote is, and there may be some current events that related maybe, to it. maybe be related to it, but yeah. Palpatine always knew Darth Vader would betray him, and right before he died in Return of the Jedi, he, quote, called on all the dark power of the Force to thrust his consciousness, consciousness far, far away to a secret place he had been preparing. <laughs> so you know how you know how in the end, like I know you don't you're not a Star Wars, but at the end of the the episode six, the original trilogy, like there's the whole moment where where Luke is about to die and Darth Vader steps in, throws Palpatine over the edge or whatever. Yeah, I, I yes, I, right, I know. You're familiar I know, with that I, moment. I, I know enough about that about like kind of like that sequence. Yes. Yeah. So, but but Pal- Palpatine, for all intents and purposes, dies there. Right. That's what that's what happens. Okay. But then the original, the the new trilogy, the Disney trilogy, ha- comes along, and they don't have a plan for like the the each movie in a row. They just decided, okay, for episodes episode seven, we're just gonna remake a New Hope. Uh, for episode eight, we're gonna hand it off to Ryan Johnson and let Ryan Johnson do whatever he wants. Um, even though the characters are already established, and Ryan Johnson has this very own unique way of filmmaking that is a really good way of filmmaking, but didn't fit in the Star Wars universe. Uh, and then for episode nine, we're going to take it take it away from him, ignore uh, episode eight, uh, and then do whatever the fuck that we want. <laughs> okay. And make the worst piece of Star Wars media ever that includes the 70s Christmas special that everyone rags on. <laughs> And, and I'm guessing just Palpatine is resurrected during these because because Palpatine was like he was you, you think that oh there's like a plot line of Palpatine being resurrected throughout the the trilogy right at this point is probably what you're thinking yeah no he just shows up in episode nine it's like oh he's not really dead <laughs> oh they, they have no explanation for it well not really no it's just like oh the Sith is forever um, but <laughs> the some shit like that um but the, the the thing was like like a big like the 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 thing of like not having a fucking idea what they were doing to to start out was 
in episode seven, one of the big plot points was who are Ray's parents? Ray's like on this planet alone. She doesn't know who they are. She's trying yeah. to figure out who her parents are. Right. This yeah. is the Daisy, Daisy Ridley, the main character. Right. And then in episode eight, episode eight, Kylo Ren and her have like this big force connection thing. Uh, and I could go into Kylo Ren and how much wasted potential that guy fucking has, but, uh, <laughs> but I won't to make this to make this short. But he basically he basically goes to Ray and says, "Your parents were nobodies." And that was like a huge like subversion of expectations, right? That was a cool thing where it's like your parents weren't anyone important. And that's what everyone was expecting. They were like, oh, Ray's going to be a Skywalker. Ray's going to be uh, a Kenobi, like like someone huge connected. But right. then Kylo comes, he's like, nope, they were no one. And Kylo's the son of Leia and Han. So like he is someone in the universe. Okay. But Ray's a nobody. And then in episode nine, <laughs> comes back and they were like... <laughs> Ray, I didn't tell you the whole truth. Your parents were nobodies because they wanted to be nobodies because their par- their <laughs> because your grandfather is fucking Palpatine. <laughs> Are you serious? Absolutely. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> so they weren't basically, expecting that, were you? They, they were rewrite. They kept on rewriting this the the whole idea then they kept on rewriting yes. that that part of it yes. over and over and over again yes wow all right because well. it was abrams it was johnson and then it was abrams <sighs> again and at the very fucking end despite the whole point of like like at least in at, at least in in eight and kind of nine like this idea of like wanting to not be the the like descendant of something and the whole idea of like greatness can come from everywhere which was the main message of the last jedi episode eight um and i, I will defend most parts of that movie um yeah ray fucking just he buries luke's lightsaber in the sand and then they they the some lady asks asks you is like who are you i'm ray skywalker (laughs) it's like what was the fucking point of any of this you being a skywalker means nothing I the the just the the unbridled rage at that that point is just so good. What, um, which one was Rogue One? So that was a that was a uh a, a like a, a side movie, a prequel movie to A New Hope. Oh, so that it wasn't part of the seven eight nine then. It, no, it was not part of seven eight nine. Oh, okay, okay, but that was yeah. that was a, that was a newer movie, right? Yes, yeah, still a Disney okay. movie. I've heard good things about it. I never got through it. I was never super invested in it. Oh, okay, yeah, but it's not. It's not the disaster that episode nine is. Yeah, no, I was just wondering because another guy I follow, um, uh, Gary Witta, was one of the main writers behind that. Um, uh, he's ne- he's currently he's a co-host on uh, Kind of Funny Games Daily, at some points. Uh, <laughs> so it's he, yeah, he's had a very strange career, and I was just I was just kind of <laughs> curious about that. But um, yeah, no, I uh, that is wild. Uh, I knowing I I I definitely do want to get into the Star Wars. Uh, universe I at will. Some point. I will recommend um, things for you. Yeah, no, I. I, I and think... I will tell you. I will tell you what's good, and I will tell you things you should stay far away from. <laughs> well, I know. Uh, I know. I have to. Uh, I, I know. I have to watch the Phantom Menace. That's all I know. <laughs> the best Star Wars movie is the Phantom Menace. <laughs> yes, one hundred. You've heard from everybody that 
everyone loves that movie. Yeah, it is top top tier, top tier film, all time <laughs> classic. Uh, welcome everyone to Virtual Ball Boys. Sorry for like the eight minute talk about Star Wars, but that was funny as hell. Uh, I, I'm totally down for that. Um, so, uh, w- welcome. So we have quite the show for you guys today. We got to recap everything that happened last week for the divisional round. We are down to the final four. It is championship week after all. Um, so we'll recap divisional round. Uh, we got a lot of coaching news. We 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 ended up missing one last a coach uh, last second because it ended up happening like late at night after we recorded. Ah, nice. um, and then we have like a shit ton of others that came through as well. Um, we're, we're also going to discuss Philip Rivers retirement uh, briefly uh, as well. Um, and then, of course, VBBFL recap, uh, Super Taco Bros discussion, uh, which that will take like five seconds when I say discussion. That's not long. <laughs> and then championship picks. And we will, we will, the two of us will have, um, I, I think that I might, I have, I'm predicting that we're going to have the same two picks, uh, but I could be wrong about that. Things could have shifted from, uh, earlier this week to now, but, um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, but I, I, uh, I, I think that we'll, we'll, we'll give, we'll give you guys our, our Super Bowl predictions essentially, or who, who we think is going to be in the Super Bowl, uh, at the end of the show. All right. So let's th- let's let's kick things off, all right, shall we? The, the, the we'll start with the uh uh the most uh the the this game would probably like the least amount of storylines and the least amount of uh care for me over it <laughs> is the Rams at Packers. Um, you know the the this was a game I was kind of going into it thinking I I think I'm going I'm definitely going with the Packers, but who knows maybe the Rams could play close. Um, it, the Problem was that Cooper Cup uh, did not end up being in in there, um, and Aaron Donald was uh, not out there uh, a whole lot either. Uh, he was he he was active, but he uh, was not uh, playing as much just because of the injury, and ultimately that led uh, the Rams to not have too close of a game um, as they may have liked to have. Um, the uh, basically the game was. Somewhat close in the first and second quarter, um, the Packers uh, uh, were up, uh, got up to 16-3, but then a touchdown from Jared Goff um, uh, to uh, Van Jefferson ended up uh, leading to the game being 16-10, but then it just, the game got out of hand from there. Uh, The Packers offense had a great day, and so did the defense. The defense doesn't get a whole lot of love. Uh, but they did a lot to make sure uh, to hold uh, the offense to or to hold golf to 174 yards in the air. Didn't let Akers go above 100 yards rushing. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, just a, a solid performance for the Packers. Um, I, for the Rams, what, what what do you think the future of this team is right now? Because I think the big question is about whether or not Jared Goff is going to kind of continue being the, the starting quarterback for this team. Yeah, kind of weird how there have been like a couple quarterbacks who got like who were uh, who like two or three years ago everyone was was fawning over, um, got got super big contracts and now people are wondering if it was if it was fucking worth it. Mm. You do not want to be in that conversation, Mister Goff. Hey, oh, oh, but he, he's he's been planted right in, the, in it. Like, he, he's no, no, I know. Yeah, he doesn't want to be, but he is. He absolutely is. Wentz, uh, him and him and Wentz are. That that whole 2016 quarterback 
draft class is, is wild. Um, who who else was in it? So that it's it's Goff, Wentz, and and now Pre- and, and Dak Prescott. Ah, yes. Um, because well, and I only say all of it just because like those are like the big three of the yeah. group. I might be forgetting someone, but um, you know, Dak, he 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 has his is he is up in the air right now with the Cowboys just because. He's coming off the injury. They're going to have to try to sign him to a long-term contract, or they should anyway. I mean, they should. We'll, we'll talk about the Cowboys next week. Um, but, you know, like the 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 Rams, uh, they they came, they went to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. He had like a relatively all right season. He's always been known for having a pretty good arm. Um, but this season just has not been good for him. And the, yes, no. he's, he's been hampered by the whole you know, thumb surgery, whatever it was that he yeah. ended up having. But... Uh, yeah, for sure. But just throughout the season, very inconsistent. Throughout his career, pretty inconsistent. Yeah. So I I don't know if that's if that's something the Rams want to keep going forward, honestly. Yeah. But I also don't know what you do because you paid him so much. Mm. Um and they're one of the like you like uh of all of the possible landing spots for Watson if that ends up being a thing I can think of uh like other than the the six teams who definitely do not need a quarterback every team should be trying to get Watson right now but the Rams are one of these two teams that I don't think have the money for it the other one being the Saints yeah I I, that's the thing it's like the golf is a very um it, it, the whole the whole relationship between Goff and Sean McVay is 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 kind of been weltering a little bit. There's been reports mm-hmm. that they that they are not getting along. Um, I I would be surprised if they moved on though. Like I don't like yeah we hear those reports, but it doesn't sound like the situation is as toxic as say the Eagle situation was. When yeah, they, they forced and I don't think Doug Peterson I don't, I don't, out. I don't, I don't think it is either. Yeah, like I I think I I, I just. I think that Sean McVay has kind of earned himself, you know, as he's still one of the best coaches in the league right now. I think that he's earned himself just trying to be able to figure things out. Um, or, yeah. or I, 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 it, I, I don't know how like tradable the, the contract is for golf, but I, if they, if they can strike something where they can get rid of him, get a, get some sort of compensation back and then maybe go for a rookie quarterback um, in some ways. I don't know. I don't, I don't think you could, would get a first-round draft pick from for, for golf oh, either. Oh, no, you wouldn't. You would yeah. not. So I, I, I don't yeah. know. It's, it's, I, think, I, I, think they're, I think they're stuck with golf just based on the trades that they made, based on uh, the, the draft picks they have. They're, they can't get rid of him. Yeah, they they they're kind of they're they're basically they're stuck in like a win now situation yeah. where there there's not going to be a lot of fluctuation with this roster unless they really just blow the whole thing up, and it would that would take like catastrophic getting rid of all their good players type <laughs> situation. Right. I I I don't, I don't think they're there. I think that I think they'll they'll try to patch things up. Um, but that's the Rams. Um, next up the eight o'clock game, the. Baltimore Ravens at the Buffalo Bills, and this one started out with a a, a 
first half that was uh that you could probably go to sleep to and i'm pretty sure i actually did for this <laughs> one uh there is all of uh three points by each team scored and uh many many missed field goals <laughs> three yeah, missed like... miss field goals in this game two by the greatest of all time justin tucker i was i was in shock that justin tucker missed those hmm <laughs> It, it, it was devastation, just just pure devastation on, on all sides there. Um, but then then the third quarter struck and the Bills started to hit their groove. Josh Allen got his team down the field, uh, and uh, Pat and threw a pass to Diggs, scored the touchdown. Um, and then it seemed like this was gonna start to turn into like a a back and forth affair because Lamar Jackson was marching down the field. And he he saved the drive at one point where he took the ball and he ran it uh, a good yard a, a a good amount of ways, um, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Taron Johnson of the Buffalo Bills picks off Lamar Jackson at the goal line and runs for a hundred and one yards for a touchdown, and that was that. That was, that was incredible. Yeah. That was that was it. I mean that that yeah. the, the game was over at that point. Yeah, there um, was nothing nothing more uh, Lamar could do. His confidence was shot, and then he went down later uh, to a really bad, really nasty uh, uh, fall in, in the end zone. Yeah, he 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 ended up getting concussed um, yeah. and was taken out of the game. Um, uh, Tyler Huntley ended up coming in from a uh, rookie quarterback from Utah U- uh, U- University of Utah, um, but. Yeah, that that was that was that sucked. I mean, that part really was a bummer because you would have liked to see Lamar Jackson fight to the end. But at the same time, yeah. you know, good good on them, good good on the NFL for pulling him out and keeping him out on that one. Um, yep. Make sure he doesn't get hurt more. Um, and but I when it comes to the Ravens, they're they're in a very unique spot right now because I I they. They they once again lost in the divisional round. They at least got a playoff game. Like that, they've got they've now Lamar Jackson has won his playoff game, but he yes. now he goes into an off season once again after the divisional round. And what happens from here? What can we do? What 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 can what can the Ravens do to kind of get back here and actually succeed this time? Because they're close. They are. And and like you you have the defense you have like the 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 good parts of the offense but some something on on that offensive side of the ball as unique it is, as as it is if that one thing goes wrong you can't really come back from it right so I don't know if it's it, it's definitely like you need more support from Lamar Holly, Hollywood Brown's not really cutting it Des Bryant isn't going to cut it. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, Hollywood had um, he had a few good good games um, yeah. down the stretch. I mean, he, but again, he hasn't been super reliable, like you said. Um, and, and I think you have to give him support on that front. Their offensive line is an issue. I mean, the amount of bad snaps that happened in, in the rave in that game was uh, not good. Uh, was very reminiscent of what happened last week against Ben Roethlisberger or, or it, with the Steelers and uh, Ben Roethlisberger um, early in the in the Browns game. Um, 
so they 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 need to they need to do they need to do more to help Lamar Jackson. And I mm-hmm. I, I I keep on you know. It's always going to be with Lamar. People just look at him as being like a controversial quarterback because he's an unconventional quarterback. Um, but and they're going to want to put blame on him. And yeah, he he he's had some weird throws in the in the in, you know in the playoffs. I mean, there was that one terrible interception that he threw against the Titans that was like, what in the world was that? Yeah. But I I mean, he's by far. He also, as much as he may hurt this team at times, he also saves them. They stay saves their bacon a whole lot with his running, um, and so I'm I'm hoping that they could get him a vertical game going, get get the vertical game going at some point, so that they can compete in the future for sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, and congratulations to Buffalo. We we'll talk about Buffalo a little bit, but congratulations, uh, yes. Buffalo, back to back. Uh, victories and now going to the AFC Championship game. All right, next up the game. I would say the game of oh. of the weekend, the Browns at the Chiefs. Uh, this game started to get out of hand. It felt like after the first in the first half because uh, the the score was nineteen to three. The Chiefs were just continuously. Uh, just kind of moving up and down the field. Not, I mean, not not as big a score as you would expect to have a Chiefs offense. But regardless, uh, they were up big, and and the Browns were just not really getting much movement. Uh, you know, there was they 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 did have, you know, a, a, a they had a field goal drive that went down in the first quarter. Uh, but then they had a seven play, thirteen yard drive. And then a six-play, seventy-four-yard drive, but then they fumbled it. Um, and this was the play, I believe, where uh, the ball was rolled out of the end zone for a touchback. Yes. Uh, and that and oh that ultimately God. gave it to uh, the Chiefs. Um, now, so so that, and that and that was, I think, for for many was people are kind of attributed that. To maybe why the Browns ended up going on to lose. We could talk about that part in a second. Mm-hmm. But um then the third quarter came and things got a little bit more interesting. Um because then uh the Browns started catching back up, started getting back into it, and on top of that, Patrick Mahomes, a day after Lamar Jackson goes down with uh and, and stays out. Uh, because of the concussion protocol, Patrick Mahomes goes down with a concussion. He's out of the game, and we have Chad Henney come in as the starting quarterback for the Chiefs. And this is when the Browns start coming back. Uh, it, it becomes a twenty-two seventeen game after a touchdown from the Browns, and then Chad Henney has to ice the game. He throws a he starts like kind of doing a little some good things and then throws a terrible pick in the end zone um then the browns couldn't get anything going and then to end the game chad henny uh they instead they they basically set it up where they tyler uh, tyreek hill got it down to the fourth and one we thought at first it was a first down did not end up or uh, happening and so then um or excuse me, it was ch- that I have, I have to re- rewrite that. Chad Henney actually <laughs> scrambled 
from the KC48 for 13 yards to get it to fourth and one. And then they set it up so that way it looked like they were going to try to get the Browns to jump off sides. But then instead, they actually snapped the ball and Chad Henney threw a pass to Tyreek Hill and Tyreek Hill got the first down. That's what iced that the game. Nuts. That was nuts. For the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, Henny knelt, uh, then just took a knee, and that, that was it. 22-17 was the final score. Your reaction to the game uh, and to its any of its key parts? I felt so bad for Cleveland because they were in it. Mm. And if a couple things went th- a couple different things went their way, it would have been great. Um. <sighs> Yeah, uh, I the the fumble into the uh, into the end zone rule sucks. It, it was more the the leading with the helmet call that I think was uh, I had more of an issue with that the refs. Yeah, missed. yep, that was that was it. That was, that was a big discussion point. Yeah, but uh, it's the game. You have to roll with it. And the, yeah, for what it's worth, the Browns did a great job coming back. Yeah, I the the whole you know the fumble into the end zone. That's been the rule that many people have uh deemed the dumbest rule in football i don't hate it but i also understand that maybe okay if you had if the if the ball were to fumble out of the end zone how about give it to the give it back to the offense but maybe give it to them on the 20 yard line like i feel like there has to be some sort of like like if you roll it if it fumbles out of the end zone on the other side then it's a safety you know, it, it, I feel like it has to mean something when you fumble out of the ends of the other way, because those and mm-hmm. those are sacred parts of the field, because you get six points on those uh, on those parts of the field and you don't get six points anywhere else. So, you know, yeah. I, it, it, I I think that the, that rules can is can be debated and I can see where it could be adjusted a little bit, but not the entire way where people are like, just give it back to them on the one yard line. It's just like, oh, all right, well, that's 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 a little that's a little too on the nose. Mm-hmm. Um. When it comes to the the ending, though, I I thought I just thought like, what a call by I, I'm I'm gonna guess it was Andy Reid. It could have been Eric Bieniemy at the same time. I don't know, but it was what? How bold is it that despite having, you know, Patrick Mahomes on the sidelines, that they were like, we're gonna trust this quarterback who hasn't played a snap since 2014 or in a in a meaningful game since 2014, um. And we're yeah, we're just gonna have him come out, and he's just he's just we're gonna trust him to complete a fourth and one pass to Tyree Kill, and he did it. <laughs> it's just wild. It's just absolutely wild. There's a reason why the Chiefs are as good as they are. Yeah, it, it has to do with coaching, and it has to do with just they they just have a ton of talent that they can make it work, um, consistently. Um, so yeah, the I I feel terrible for Cleveland, but I I think. If I had to look at the the four teams that lost this divisional weekend, weirdly enough, I mean we didn't none of us expected the Browns to get this far, but like no. <laughs> um the fact that they to me they this is the team with the most hope coming out of divisional round weekend compared to the other three teams that lost is wild. <laughs> Cleveland is in such a good position going forward. They have a great defense. They have a really kicking offense uh provided that Odell Beckham stays uh stays not on the offense <laughs> yeah <I mean>. um <laughs> it's that it's because of odell it <laughs> is because of odell not being there that they're playing well and i will i will uh i will stick to that theory um <laughs> and then kevin stefanski great hire yeah 
fantastic hire. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see. It's gonna it's gonna be really interesting next year with the Browns having the amount of hype that they do. I could see that they get like a week one primetime game or something. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. To, to start to start off the year, one hundred percent. Um, all right. Next, our last but not least on the divisional round recap here: the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New Orleans Saints. Um, the Saints uh got up early. It felt like that they that they could it, it, things were not going well for the Buccaneers. Uh, at one point, um. They, there, there was some sort of, I, I, I thought there was a fumble or something that the that the Buccaneers had. I'm, I'm, but I'm looking at it now. It does not look like it. So never mind. Uh, <laughs> so, all, but ultimately, what ended up going down was that they tied the, they tied the game, uh, thirteen thirteen. Uh, at, at the, it was thirteen thirteen at the half. Um, but then the turnovers kept on coming for for the Saints. Um. And then on top of that, it was just the the Buccaneers' defense was just turning it on. They were not letting the the Saints score, and the defense that has been lauded and has been very good for the Saints just completely gave way to a passing attack that has just improved over time for the Buccaneers. Um, yeah, and uh, ultimately the Bucks, who were swept in blowout fashion uh in in the regular season by the saints got their revenge in the big spot and now uh brady's going to once again another championship weekend um what's your thoughts about after this game god it 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 sucked to see the saints play this way just because i know that drew Brees this was probably his last game yeah um but it really it it (laughs) As as much as I don't like Tom Brady, it's hard to deny that he's is probably the best who has ever played this game. Oh no! Oh yeah, that, that, yeah. there's not a question. I mean, there's, you could, lo- yeah, you could lo- love or hate him, but he's he's definitely the best. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. I I I I admittedly like wasn't totally tuned into this this particular game. Yeah, but. I, 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 I had to watch on and off as well. Um, but I just know this that like, you know, Drew Brees just had has had a really rough year. Um, this was yeah. not this was not he from the you know, he he started the year uh as the you know he was the he's the league's good guy and then his locker room nearly turns on him because of the national anthem, um, comments that he made. Yeah. Um, and then. Uh, and then he ha- has this. He has starts this year and gets injured, misses a ton of games, then comes back and just does not perform to expectation in any way, shape, or form. Um, they, I think that the Saints, who are some of the most creative play callers out there, they they needed to use Jameis Winston more. Uh, you know, it's yeah. There is that the the one. Um, the one touchdown pass that like really sparked it for them, um, I think took place in the second quarter. Um, yeah, it was uh, the uh, Winston threw to Smith for fifty six yards. Um, that was that that they actually stole that pa- that play from the Chicago Bears. Uh, <laughs> that was that was the play. The one that Winston dropped. 
Yeah, that was that. It was that exact play. They 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 <laughs> and, and, yeah, and it was the, and the Saints succeeded versus the Bears. Oh that God! Did not. Of course, just, that happened. Yeah, it's it's really just like a knife in the heart type situation for the Chicago Bears there. But um, that's that it, it worked, and that's why it, that's why it seemed like there was some hope because then like the Saints they got the touchdown, and then they the Bucks uh uh they the they the pucks were held a few times um on their drives but then it just the turnovers were killing the saints um and and the bucks the bucks ran away with it um yeah i i i for the saints going forward the the it is it is predicted that the saint that drew Brees is going to retire um so yeah what do they do at quarterback i who fucking knows i mean do they just so it's Go with. It's not just. Go go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So it's not just what they do at quarterback, but there's so many other problems uh, in terms of roster construction that they're going to have on the team. They're going to have the most uh, dead cap this year, no matter what happens. They do not have a lot of money to spend. Yeah. So, uh, Winston was just on a one year deal, right? I think he was. I I I would I would imagine because yeah, most so of the most backed up are. There's him you have to deal with. There's Taysom you have to deal with. There's potentially bringing in someone else. There's, uh, there's uh, I think I think Lattimore is due a contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the few, Saints are not. Rookies. This the Saints are not in a good position co- contract wise, and I think that's really going to affect them next year. I would not be surprised. If out of the four teams that were eliminated this round, that the Saints end up being the worst next year. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. I. 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 I was. I was trying to look at it, and I. And I. And I, I can agree with that. It, yeah. It, I. I. Yeah. I don't. I didn't really know what was kind of what in terms of the cap room, uh, what they were gonna have to deal with this year. So, that and and knowing the the Rams are are also uh, in a little bit of a cap hell as well. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I think I think that what's gonna this off season is gonna be very interesting because for the first time in like forever the cap uh the cap's gonna not go up because of COVID and like new budget budget concerns. So um we may see like a record number of restructures and releases, like uh, who knows. Um but it's uh yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints don't make it make it back again. But it, it it would just be a bummer because this is probably the best defense the Saints had in a while. Yeah. Um. And it just it just was wasted because of lack of talent on the offense. Well, at least with Drew Brees, unfortunately. They hate to shoulder on Drew Brees, but that kind of was what happened. <laughs> yeah. Um. So there you go. That was your divisional recap. We wanted to focus. I, I we usually like focusing on the losing teams there because we're not going to be able to talk about them again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next up, the coaching trackers situation. We have a whole lot of coaches that have filled in roles here. Uh, five of the six openings have been f- five of the six openings that we still had open uh, have been filled now. Um, and so let's start off with Robert Sala Sala of the, the, the def- defensive coordinator of the 49ers is now the head coach of the New York Jets. This Robert Sala was probably among the most coveted head coaches uh, of this offseason. Many people were expecting him to be hired and the Jets landed him. Uh, and now the question is, 
Will Sam Darnold be playing for him, or will Deshaun Watson be playing for him? That's the question uh, that we got going on here. But uh, but uh, ultimately, uh, what, what's what's your thoughts on the hire and on the situation? Uh, hire's great. Salo's one of the best uh, that they that they could have hired. I just don't know how to think about the Jets next year. Period. Yeah, because I don't. They don't have playmakers on offense or defense. Yeah, I mean, they, and they're just—they're kind of just like them and the Jaguars right now are just kind of like nothing teams to me. Yeah. So what's going to be interesting though, because I—I—I I, I agree with you in a lot of sense. I think I do think there's some guys that are there that are like okay, like Quinn Williams and Marcus May of the on the defensive side, like those guys couldn't have been good, but we don't know. Like it's a big—they're big question marks at the moment. Yeah. I want to see what Robert Sala does though because he we saw what happened with the 49ers defense this year they got a ton of injuries and yet we're still so competitive completely shut down the I mean the Cardinals were not that great of a team down the stretch but they still completely shut down the Cardinals uh you know in uh, in that week 16 game when they did not have many uh, like many good players on their defense like and that was because Sala was calling a great game and knew exactly what to call. Like he, he's a very, very good coach. And every, like there has not been this much praise for a coach coming that has been hot that to be hired as a head coach that we've seen uh, in, in kind of quite some time. Uh, every single uh, player that has worked under him, like praise him consistently. So, I, you know, I'm not saying the Jets are a playoff team next year, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're like I don't know seven nine eight, eight and eight even if it's talent poor, just because it, it's you you have a great coach you kind of you can overcome some of those things and even mediocre players can end up playing like all stars, um, yeah in, in those um, in those situations, um, and uh, also uh, noteworthy and I don't know if he's the first, uh, but he is a uh, Muslim American. Uh, oh, nice. as, has been hired as yeah. a head coach so that's that's a very it's a, I, i'm i'm not too sure if he's the first i could i could absolutely be wrong there uh but you, whether he is or not it's a very it's good for diversity in the league and we'll talk about that element of it in a second as we yeah. go on to uh arthur smith of the Atlanta Falcons has been high or it has been hired by the Atlanta Falcons. He was the Titans offensive coordinator uh, and uh, you know, finished is known for having gone Ryan Tannehill to this, to a point of uh, stardom uh, being a top 10 quarterback, at least uh, if not even a top five quarterback uh, having schemed up uh, ways to get Derrick Henry 2000 yards. He's done a great job over the last two years. Do we think this can work? In Atlanta, I don't know who the Atlanta's running back is going to be to do it with because it's not going to be Gurley. Yeah, is Gurley was Gurley on a one year deal? I I I don't know. I just don't think Gurley's as good. No, oh, yeah, that's that, <laughs> you know, that that's valid. That's valid. Yeah, but I mean, if he can open up Matt Ryan again, if if Julio can stay healthy, the passing game at least is going to be great. I think it's a good. I, I think it's a good hire. Sucks more for the uh, for the Titans losing him than I think it's good for the Falcons. If that makes sense. Sure. Uh, yeah. Falcons are another team that, like, other than a few playmakers, they just don't have a huge identity. Hence, why they have a new head coach. But you know, right, right. And I think that this is this for for 
uh, Arthur Smith, I think that it's it's gonna be. I I don't I don't know what the situation is right now with the Falcons because it feels a little like they they might be going into a rebuild. There's a chance, um, just due to like I I think that there's some contracts expiring, um, or just you know that not they they don't I don't I don't I don't know what the exact situation is, but it's not it I don't I'm not too sure if they're this is like a win now team, but oh it's um, definitely not. But we'll 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 see. I mean, we'll see what what direction they decide to go. They also have a new general manager, um, as well. Um, with oh god, where's oh here you go, uh, Terry Fontenot, Fontenot. Uh, he's the nice. Saints Saints director of pro scouting. I wish I could remember how to pronounce his, know how to pronounce his name. Uh, but he he was hired. So I I mean, we'll see what those two guys uh do to work together to kind of make this Falcons roster work. Um. Yeah, but it should it should be interesting. Arthur Smith is the son of uh, Fred Smith, who is the CEO of FedEx, um, and also uh, has been basically spent his entire career with the Tennessee Titans, um, or a, a long, a huge chunk of his career with the Tennessee Titans. Like this, way before he got the offensive coordinator gig. So, um, finally leaving and and going to new heights for Smith. All right. It's time to talk about Dan Campbell. Let's talk about Dan Campbell. <laughs> so, uh, I, if those have been, if anyone has been following football for years, you would know that uh, in 2015, Dan Campbell uh, was the uh, interim head coach of the Miami Dolphins uh, prior to Adam Gase's hiring, um, and uh, went five and seven down the stretch. And he had this very, you know, was a very had quite the personality was very like you know puffed up chest you know all, all yeah. that um he was then uh he didn't get the jo- he didn't get to keep the job he went to the saints as an as a associate head coach um and tight ends coach for you know basically the entire time that the saints were in the playoffs um and now he's arrived as the detroit lions head coach out of nowhere this 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 hire happened um and uh, go ahead at 11:52 a.m. Central Standard Time, I get a Twitter <laughs> message from Chris with a YouTube link to the press conference saying this is required viewing for today's pod. He starts talking around 19 minutes. He did not start talking about 19 minutes. It was closer to 22, but I found where he was talking. There you go. Um, and so I, I, I listened to him for a bit. Uh, I was like, you know, what? I'll, I'll start from the beginning. Listen yeah. to this to his whole thing. Uh, and I'm like, well, okay, he's thanking a lot of people. It's a little bit, little bit odd. Like he's got a little bit of a weird persona to him, but I don't know what Chris is talking about. I I have the whole quote here. <laughs> if you want uh, and then it. this quote comes up, okay. and I fucking lose it. Go ahead and read it. <laughs> okay. Um, this or, so this there's there's a lot going on because right before this quote, he was like, um, you know, I'm I'm not gonna sit up here and give you coach speak. All right. I, I I I could give you you know hey we're gonna win this many games I can't none of that matters you you guys don't want to hear it anyway you had enough of that shit excuse my language <laughs> like he just yeah. he's already he so did, fucking he aggressive yes. and then this shit happens 
this team is gonna take on the identity of the city, all right? And this city's been down, and it found a way a way to get up, all right? It's found a way to overcome adversity, and so this team's gonna be built on. We're gonna we're gonna kick you in the teeth, all right? And when you punch us back, we're gonna smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're gonna get up. And on the way up, we're gonna buy a kneecap off, kneecap off, all right? And we're gonna we're gonna stand up, and it's gonna take two more shots to knock us down, all right? And on the way up, we're gonna take a, take your other kneecap, and then we're gonna get up, and then it's gonna take. Three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before long, we're going to be the last one standing, alright? That's going to be the mentality. The most wild shit I've ever heard. <laughs> from maybe anyone. <laughs> In a place where that, shit, where that shit you don't hear. I... <laughs> was like blissfully watching this whole thing go down in bed and like while, while I was laying down and I, I was just like I need I need to send this to need to send this to Matt and he has to watch it I I, oh the, my God. I was only seeing clips on Twitter which is why I didn't get like that I was I couldn't get you the right times for it and then I finally I went through the YouTube video and found it it's like if you go on if you go on the Lions website it's like 26 minutes in is when the shit go, when when the shit hits the fan whether he goes off on that um holy shit the amount of people who are like like you better be wearing like long pants when you go by the lions facility like you gotta protect those knees <laughs> protect the kneecaps <laughs> protect, we're, we're the fucking shin guards or whatever the fuck you know for, where you ride on the uh, bicycle oh my god okay i i really don't have much else to say about him i i it's like it's a very strange hire. I mean, we kind of when you saw it, you're like, okay, sure, Lions, go for it. He got a six-year deal. <laughs> <laughs> On top of that, um, so we have potentially six years of that to look forward to, um, and it, it, it's it's one of those things where like. He's so he's so nuts. He's he's absolutely nuts, and I'm I love it, and I think it's going to be appointment television. But at the same time, I'm like, do we know if this guy's going to be like actually a good coach, or do we just are we, are we is he just going to be all talk and and like is he going to be like Rex Ryan, like where like Rex Ryan had like two really really good years. He brought the the Jets to the AFC Championship both back-to-back years in 09 and 2010 but then like then just flatlined for the rest of his coaching career through his years at buffalo and he just kept on like like just doing smack talk and even though he never had anything to show for it i i could see where it goes down that route and also i think the part of the reason why they gave him a six-year contract is because of uh uh what the fuck the 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 rebuild most likely oh uh, yeah makes that would sense. that would that would make sense okay speaking of that though do you think stafford stays on the lines <sighs> it's a good question we i let's let's touch upon that next week so i think next week okay. what we'll do for the pro bowl is um go through some of the play non-playoff teams and kind of talk about what we expect from them um in the off season um anyways uh next up 
We have uh, the Chargers hired Brandon Staley from the Rams. Uh, Ram, he was the Rams defensive coordinator. Uh, this, but uh, only had one year as a defensive coordinator and was hired. And uh, watched his press conference today. Seems like a has a kind of like a Sean McVay <laughs> descendant, <laughs> where he's young and he's kind of has like a you know not like a uh, tough guy personality. He seems like very nice, like Sean McVay sounds nice. Um, so I, I mean I don't know what to think of that hire. And then on top of that, you had Nick Sirianni, who was just hired as the Eagles head coach, the Colts offensive coordinator, and. It's to this point where I just want to sit here and say, fuck the NFL, man. Y'all drop the ball again on you. You even instituted these new rules where you're like, we're going to make sure uh, that you're compensated if a coach from your organization uh, of, of a, uh, a African-American head coach from your organization gets hired. Uh, and fucking there's been no black coaches hired. No, no black head coaches. It, it has not happened. I don't. He got solid, but he's Muslim, not black. So, right, right, <laughs> it is insane to me. I mean, the general manager. It's a different story. Um, you, you, you do. You had like I think at least three, uh, three black general managers get hired, which is nice to see. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, my God, it. it, it we all this talk about Eric Bieniemy. There's also the is talk he, of of like is, Caldwell and Mario Lewis, and there's also the a whole bunch of coordinators that also stepped forward. I, I wish I yeah. could remember the name of, but Todd Bolscott was getting considered again, and no, no one got no one got none of them got jobs. It's insane. Bieniemy is Bieniemy just like the worst interviewer in the world. That's so. That's the rumors <laughs> you keep on here that people keep on hearing about, and. <laughs> I and everyone that based off of the press conferences that you see of Eric Bieniemy and the reporters that know Eric Bieniemy have ca- talked about it, he's not a bad interview. He's a very, he's very, he seems very yeah. nice. In fact, like, right. I feel like, yeah. And every single person that has worked with Bieniemy has come out and very complimentary about him. So I don't, I don't understand why he, the dude's not getting hired. He's, he's. A part of one of the best offenses that we have seen. Could you imagine Bienemy on the Chargers? Right, like <laughs> it's amazing to me. And the the Texans still have an opening. Crazy how that was the first head coach opening back in fucking right. October, and that still has not been filled. I think that's also because of the toxic situation that's going on with the Houston Texans. Yep. But imagine if that that like imagine if they fill it fill it with another white coach. Like and and then and then we have a net loss of black coaches in the league. Yeah, that's fucking wild. Oh my god, dude! Like they, they, they you got rid of Anthony Lynn, and now you're down to like what, like three three black coaches in a in a, in a league Flores. in a league that is a majority black players. Majority that, that's black the league. thing. Here's the thing, and I know a lot of people are like, "Why are we bringing race to it?" Whatever, fucking. The reason why is because there is something wrong in a system where you have a majority, a vast majority of the NFL players in our league. Is, it, 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 our league. <laughs> if I'm a fucking part of the organization. In the league is is black. And then you have a majority of the coaches are white. Like, there's a, there's a something, there's a, the image is wrong in my mind to have a white coach in charge of a bunch of black players. 
There's, there's, it's, it's a very, it's very weird to me that that's, that's just the standard versus like actually having like people of the same color coaching you. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like well, it's, so, it's so, it's so sucks. I, I don't think, uh, thankfully, I don't think the NFL has, has, has any NFL team has fucked up a hire as this year as bad as the Chicago White Sox have. <laughs> yeah, what was what was the White Sox situation again? I, I... <laughs> so so the, the 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 Chicago White Sox are a generally um generally like young Hispanic team, uh Hispanic and black team. Um, let me look. Um, uh, and then they hire this guy Tony Larusa, who is this like really old, stuck in his way type of uh uh type of uh coach who got a reckless driving charge potentially DUI long time ago so I don't even know if he's like still going to keep it I hope for the sake of those players and this coming from a Cubs fan for the sake of those players that they find someone else but that's a, that hire just sucked did they, did they actually get rid of him already no oh they, oh, they kept uh, no at the, at the moment he's still the coach alright they're all like, alright with him yeah so like be, like but I just, I, I Cowboys. I want to know: Was Mike McCarthy worth it? <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know that I know that Dak went out with an injury early on, and I know that I know that you can't base your entire season off of his performance. But was he worth it? <laughs> yeah. Was that worth it? I, I mean, if he really, if he really was like a good coach, could he have gotten it done with Andy Dalton? I think so, and he didn't. And like the yeah, and like everyone was looking at the Cowboys as like, oh man, this is a talent-rich team. Look at look at this team being so filled with talent to the brim. The defense is gonna be amazing, you know. And, and then they weren't. And then they were not <laughs> at all. And then and then Dak goes away, and you have nobody who can make a fucking football play. Yeah, it's it is absolutely wild. Um. Just to quickly uh, recap everything else that happened, uh, we got GM hires. Uh, George Patton went to the Broncos. Brad Holmes went to the Lions. Uh, Scott Fitterer is the Panthers GM now. Uh, as we said earlier, Terry Fontenot. Fonten- I, I, I'm so sorry for mispronouncing this man's name. Uh, to the Falcons. Uh, Martin Mayhew, the former Lions general manager, is now the Washington uh, football team general manager, was going to be Marty Herney at first. Uh, but that weirdly changed like an hour ago. Uh, so whatever. Oh yeah, I didn't hear that. I thought it was Marty. Yeah, Mar- Marty Hurdy. He's gonna be part of the organization, but just not as general manager. Um, and then uh, Trent Balky, the former San Francisco general manager, and uh, was the interim GM for the Jaguars. Now uh, the interim tag has been removed. He is now the permanent, uh, or at least for now, the general manager of the Jaguars. Um, and uh. And real quick, Bill O'Brien and Doug Marone are now uh, together in Alabama as Bill O'Brien. Really? Now, yeah, Bill O'Brien's the offensive coordinator at Alabama, and uh, Doug Marone is the offensive line coach. Wow. So there you go. That's AFC, wild. AFC South reunion in Alabama right I there. I was hoping that Adam Gase would go there. <laughs> You know, I I think that they got the better of the two, <laughs> arguably. Yeah, but I wanted Gase to go there to to sink the Alabama team. Ah, uh, you know I'm I'm so you know what I'm so worried about. You know what? Did you hear the rumor about Adam Gase at the Seahawks? Ah, uh, that broke my heart, dude. 
That would be the fucking worst. <laughs> that breaks my heart, the idea that, like, for Seahawks fans who oh were just God. clamoring for just, ah, uh, any, I'll give us some get innovation. Some, get some offense. No. no. You get Adam Gase. You're going to get Adam the, Gase. Uh, the, that... the, fantasy, the fantasy footballers, I'm listening to them, they're Cardinals fans. They're uh, like, and, fuck yes. <laughs> yes, they really want that to happen also so that they can continue calling him Mr. Beehole. Ah. Uh. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Um, all right, I, we're you know what we're gonna hold off on the Philip Rivers retirement talk until either next week or whenever we talk about the the Colts or Chargers in general. Uh, yeah, yeah. So instead, we're gonna uh, do our VBBFL uh, recap. Let's um, do it. So uh, nice fun week last week. Uh, four games in the books. We got two more weeks to go. Um, Matt, you can get us started. Let's do it. Uh, we're going to start with Escondido at Brainerd. It was not the Paladins' day, as all of the players forgot what they were doing and what sport was being played. Meanwhile, Kumatora had a nice, had a day with the, oh, had whoops. a day with a nice day for <laughs> <Sorry>. Escondido. Jeez. <laughs> I usually, I've been good. Would, I've been, I've been good as a lay, and then that, you, that screwed it up for right, right You there. are. You're, you think you're like an author or something with three touchdown <laughs> passes. <laughs> That was mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate uh, it. That's, that's, it's a good it's a good dig after that. It's okay. <laughs> with three touchdown passes, including two to phone guy. Once they realized football was being played, the Paladins had one nice drive with Jesse Faden throwing a touchdown pass to Faith Connors. It didn't matter as Brandon would go on to lose 20-6 to six and go to 3-5. and five. The Artisans move to 4-4. Four and four. Next up, the Phoenix City Phoenixes at East Chicago Blacksmiths. The East leading Blacksmiths started things off with a touchdown by Corin, the Corin the Dragon, that nearly destroyed the uprights. Pitt scored the team's second touchdown, but did make a dent in the uprights. A dang and rapa connection put the game out of reach with Leon Quarter throwing to Sakura. Meanwhile, Phoenix City started closing the gap in garbage time. Playa ran in a touchdown and Piranha. Plant bit down on the football score to make the final 29-16. Blacksmiths remained first in the East with a 6-2 record, while Phoenix City is in the basement at 1-7. Next up, Weatherford Sheriffs at Anaconda Mountaineers. The Sheriffs and Mountaineers dueled in a solid shootout. Sheriffs began the scoring with a deep pass from Samus to Lucio, who rollerbladed into the end zone. A receptionist, Isabel, caught every pass in Anaconda's first drive, including a touchdown. Gengar faded through both teams to score another touchdown, and Olrum caught Chas McFreely for a score to go into the half tied 14-14. But Samus turned it on in the second half of three touchdowns to crash Tracer and Wrecking Ball to put the game out of reach for the Mountaineers. Their final score is 34-27, with Weatherford moving to 7-1 and Anaconda falling to 1-7. And last but certainly not least, the Mansfield Weavers at Perth Amboy Privateers. Did someone say triple overtime? In what, in what could be the greatest gameplay of this season, Mansfield and Perth Amboy was decided after 18 drives. Mansfield went up early with scores by both Sonic and Atreus, the latter of which was fumbled into the end zone by Ratchet. Even after Sly Cooper responded with a Katamari push into the end zone, Flappy Bird put the Weavers up 20-7 in the third quarter. However, Perth Amboy came back starting at the end of the third with a bloated Kirby being pushed into the end zone. Octodad caught the game-tying touchdown in the fourth to force overtime. And after a scoreless five drives in overtime, Mario ends the game by putting on his gloves, finding Ratchet in the end zone, and cementing 
a 26-20 triple overtime victory over the Privateers. The Weavers moved 6-2, while Perth Amboy extended its losing streak to 4 and are at 500. Things are really heating up. I'm very excited for the last couple weeks of this league. I, uh, I, that game, I, I, I'm going to get it up on YouTube, uh, but that, that last game was so much fun, uh, because we had, we had Walsh not on call with us, but he was watching and, uh, sending us, uh, the same sweaty uh, man image, <laughs> sweaty man, over and over again. In the sense that he was so stressed out about this game, especially with the fact that it went to overtime, and then like it, it could have ended at any moment. Um, unfortunately, it did not go in his favor. Um, no. But what it was, and I, I didn't even realize when I when we did the recap that Perth Amboy came back down two scores in this in the last like four drives or so to to get the. <laughs> to capture the get it to overtime in the first place yeah like that's that's wild um but yeah that that was a that was a lot that was like that game was a lot of fun to commentate over and uh especially with the fact that mario kept on forgetting his gloves and then finally got his yes. gloves <laughs> <laughs> to, to to cement the cement the victory um uh, yeah so uh yeah week nine uh most likely will happen the weekend of the of the pro bowl uh and i i'm ex- at this point uh, it's gonna, it's gonna be, we're gonna probably go deep into February with this, um, yeah, with this season, uh, but once we wrap it up, we'll be moving on probably right away to the next league, and I cannot wait for that. I, th- I think, I'm, I think we're gonna do cartoon characters, but we're not too sure yet. I, yeah, I, I, I have some ideas I want to, I want to talk through with you. No, yeah, we, we, we're gonna probably restructure some things too in the, in the scoring yeah. as well. Um, absolutely so, please for the love of god yeah yeah so we, <laughs> we we've got we got a lot of things that we're gonna we're gonna adjust and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about um and it's gonna podcasts. be even better it's gonna be better next year trust us um so there you go and uh just a quick update on super tackle bros we've been doing the streams every friday it's been a lot of fun we've just been chilling and watching this, the 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 uh mascots battle it out uh and so here's your final four right now Steely McBeam and Casey Wolf will be battling out in the uh, AFC, and Staley the Bear will take on Blitz in the NFC. Uh, so the Bear, Seahawks, Steelers all get to stay alive in January in some regard. Uh, and Kansas City is there because, of course, Kansas City is. So uh, there you go. We'll be streaming again uh, this uh, today at 8 p.m. if you're watching this when this podcast goes up. Yeah, check us out. Um, it's gonna be a quick, gonna be a quick one. Probably, probably. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there you go. Uh, and with that, it is time for the championship picks. The first game: Buccaneers at the Packers. The Packers have been the best offense in the league. Despite all of our early hesitancies about the fact that they they did not draft another wide receiver, um, that to help Aaron Rodgers, it has not stopped them at all. But now they will be going up against the hottest team in the NFC, which has been the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. With Tom Brady playing in his first ever NFC Championship game, uh, 
which good for him. Yeah, good for him. It's not, like it sounds after after such a long career, he finally made it to the NFC championship. Right, he finally yeah for, for so many years of just of just being there, <laughs> existing. He's finally he finally made it, folks. Um, uh, and uh, and a defense that's been playing uh that that at least has played uh played well last week for sure. Um, but has uh overall uh. Been yeah, and it, it might even be better this week with Vita Vea uh, potentially uh, coming off of uh, the injured reserve and being prepared to play this week. Um, what do you think is going to happen in this game, my friend? I I have been going back and forth this since the end of the last Buccaneers game on which team I think will will win. Mm. Obviously, I have a I I have a t- the, here's the weird thing, I want the Buccaneers as a team to win, right? But I want Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback to win, because I don't want to see Brady in the Super Bowl again. Sure, one hundred percent, I get that. So there's a weird sense of like, which one do I want? Which one do I think would be most interesting to go up against my AFC champion? Right. Right. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure which one it is. We could go the route of we're gonna have the State Farm Bowl, which I know that like they are fucking salivating over this current playoff situation. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. They about didn't that. get it last year, and they wanted this year so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's something poetic that I can see that has to involve Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Hmm. And I think that the overall, both offenses are great. Both quarterbacks are great. There's there's not much there. When it comes to the defense, the Packers defense works really well at just at 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 shutting certain players down. And the problem is you can't really do that with the Bucks offense because they have so many players that can do things. Mm. So I think I I I think because of that. The Packers are going to have a harder time against the Bucks than maybe some other teams. I'm going to go with the with Tampa Bay in this game. Okay. I I, I was so I was kind of surprised because I I thought I thought you were like locked in, ready to pick the Bucks no matter what, just because the Packers. But I, I understand though because I I I, would, I want to see Aaron Rodgers get another title too. He's been playing. He's he's one of the all time greats, and you know, like you you would think you would think that this. He would have to have another Super Bowl under his belt, but yeah, but just... Mike McCarthy, <laughs> yeah, that 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 happens to him, and also, but also the fact that like you know, we just saw Drew Brees' career basically end, and he's only right. going to have one one Super Bowl under his belt. Um, I I I I this is this is I I've had I've struggled with both of these games. I I love both of these games. I'm so excited for both. Um, I think they're going to both be. This is probably one of my this is the most excited I think I've been for a championship weekend I have in a while. Um, just because I think it's everything's going to be very fascinating. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick. I, I I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers clicked, and I'm gonna keep. I'll stick with it. I'll go. I'll go Tampa Bay. I and I it's and it's basically for the reasons that you said. I I just think that they've been so hot as of late. I I I'm super not confident about it though because I I it's it could be it's gonna be super cold up there and Tampa it's Tampa Bay is a Florida team 
and I but Tom Brady also plays very well in the cold because yeah. of all those years in New England. So it's like it, it's it, it's gonna be wild. It's gonna be a wild game. But I'll I'll go Tampa Bay too. All right. And also let's let's get let's get a, a team that's a five seed in the fucking Super Bowl for hell for yeah, once. dude. For once, <laughs> who needs my, one seeds anymore? My God, come on! We we we're desperate for that. Um, for that to happen, um, at long last, um, all right, take us into the AFC championship game, my friend. So the AFC championship game, we have the Buffalo Bills coming off of their two playoff wins after, after a lifetime of no playoff success, literal lifetime, because Josh Allen wasn't born yet the last time they were good in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, versus a Kansas City Chiefs team who are coached extremely well, have such great players. But the status of Mahomes is still up in the air, and that's going to be huge in determining the outcome of this game. Mm-hmm. I think Mahomes I think Mahomes plays. Yeah. But whether or not he's at a hundred percent or if he plays at all is still up in the air. What do you think for this outcome? Yeah, uh update on that uh for uh, at least the latest update on, on on this situation, as we know it, is that he practiced today, so that's a sign. That is good. That um that, that things are gonna go well for them. Well, last week when I I I it was for me I picked against the Bills. I I I t- for the teams that I love the most, I tend to pick against. Uh, because I it's it's just it's always been for me. A superstitious thing. Uh, if I don't believe, if, if I don't believe in a team, it makes their. If they do end up winning, it makes it feel better. Like it was like, ah, oh, I didn't have confidence, and they and they're gonna deliver it to me instead of like picking them and thinking that they're actually gonna win, yeah. and then you know hurting my expectations there. Uh, the Bills uh, mean a lot to me for when I was. You know, when I first got into football back in like 2014, just because, you know, I had my Giants have always been number one team for me, and the Jets have always, have been like my family's team. Uh, but the see that have like the Bills, who are like as they, as people say, like the true New York team, like they they, they were like a nine and seven team, I think, in 2014 or something like that. Um, and they were a lot of fun to watch, and I just enjoy. Um, I've always enjoyed the weirdness of the Bills. I've always enjoyed the weirdness of the fans. They're just the most rowdy bunch of crazy people. I love it. Um, and it would mean the world to to Buffalo if they can get this team to the Super Bowl after the four years of utter hell that they went through. I, I strongly recommend people watching uh, The Four Falls of Buffalo because that's a great documentary from ESPN. Uh, talking about their four straight uh, Super Bowl losses, mm-hmm. um, I and because of that, I I I'm gonna go with the Bills because I I have to put my faith in in the, I I want to put my faith in this team. I, I hate it. I hate doing this because I don't. I worry about the superstitious element of it, but I just I I just I want it to happen. I want to will it into existence. So, going with the Bills. I. Uh have to go with the Bills. They've been my Super Bowl champion since the beginning. Uh, I would have loved this to have been a Bills-Browns AFC championship just because of the the fucking legends that would be made here. Yeah. 
100%. That that would have broken society, I think, though. That would have been incredible, (laughs) dude. It would have broken society. We're trying to to bring society back together, quote unquote. Uh, (laughs) But I think that that the most poetic thing here, and this is like this is what I'm hoping for. And I've, I I I I saw a couple things about this online, so this is totally original. But it's it would be one of the most insane storylines. Yeah, the Bills take on Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, and after the legendary season that they've had, conquer the person who has put them down for the past twenty years. Ah, uh. just to win it all. Fuck, man! <laughs> Fuck! I didn't even think about that. I, I'm the st- I'm the storyline boy. I'm the you one that's right. <laughs> like that story, that storyline would mm-hmm. be the most satisfied I think that we have ever found. Wow! For one of these teams. Fuck. Now, I, now, but now, but now I'm gonna want it so badly to happen, and I'm gonna get crushed. Because of the because when, when it's the State Farm Bowl, yeah, it's gonna be the State Farm Bowl instead. Oh, oh I I I'm I would be so ha- excited for a Chiefs Packers Super Bowl though. I'd be I'd be. I wouldn't. I know that you wouldn't because for re- fan reasons, but it's yes. the fucking it's the it's the Patrick Mahomes oh, and, and Aaron Rodgers. It'd be great to watch. <laughs> you would you would want to like impale yourself for Packer talk. I get it. I get it. I understand. Um. <laughs> Uh, but a Bills, but I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think <laughs> about that, man. And be so great, wouldn't it? And if the Chiefs won, it had it was the Buccaneers. That's Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes again. The right. old, that that whole that whole like two years of uh of rivalry there for the for the Chiefs and Patriots that they had they've had going on uh, with Tom Brady and and Mahomes. Yeah, man. <sighs> Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm. I'm excited. So we both. We both picked the Bills and both picked the Buccaneers. So yep. no. No drama. I'm. I'm okay with that. I want to just yeah. sit back and enjoy this. This. This weekend. It's gonna be a great one. I think. I. 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 I don't. I don't think I would be dis. I think that. I think the Packers Bill storyline is maybe the one that lacks the most juice. Yeah. Out of all of them. Because it's the it's the the likely MVP versus the likely MVP runner up. Yeah, I, that's I, about it. That, that yeah, I and, and like Stefan Diggs playing against the Packers again, like that's yes. from his years of the Vikings. Like, like there's some there's some things I'm sure I'm sure if that does happen, if it is Packers Bills, that there will be more storylines that pop up, and then we'll be like, oh, okay, that makes it. And I think no matter what, we're gonna get a great Super Bowl, and I think we're gonna get a, a fantastic championship weekend. Is it like, am I wrong to say like this really is? This feels like it's gonna be like the closest this, championship weekend that we've had. It, I it, it, I really can't have a a, a well. I, I was gonna say rooting interest. There's no clear victor in either of these games. Yeah, yeah. It just it feels like so uncomfortably close. Yeah. But it's comfortable for us fans because we get to fucking enjoy it. I'm so I'm so excited. It's gonna it's gonna be great, and um, I I hope you all enjoy it too. It's gonna be a lot of fun. So just to recap, Friday we got or today. Can you see this? Keep on forgetting about our adjustment or schedule adjustment. <laughs> uh, today, later on tonight, 
We're going to do a Smash stream. Most likely it's going to be short. Um, probably like a half hour. So tune in when you can. Um, and then uh, on uh, on Sunday we got the championship weekend. Um, and then next week's BBB, uh, we are going to... Uh, it's it's gonna be a little bit of a break episode. We're not gonna talk any playoffs. We'll we'll probably be we'll, we'll recap the championship games, um, and we will. But we'll also start going through some of the teams that we haven't really talked a whole lot about since the their seasons have ended. And we'll go through them and we'll uh we'll give our opinions about what the what the twenty twenty one year holds, uh for uh some of the for a good chunk of the teams. I don't want to do all of them because. It, that would be a lot to do all of them <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we'll make a dent to it at least um so stay tuned uh for that uh a new gaming coop just went up uh we talked about indie games um from uh hat in time to carto uh, that was the two that we that us two talked about yeah uh, but started valley it's yeah. a, it's, a, it's a good it's a good listen yeah so go ahead and if check you can get through the first like 10 minutes of yeah. us talking about poop yeah, we had cast. We yeah, we had uh, Castle Castle <laughs> Crashers uh, as our, our first game, and there was a lot of talk about the uh, the ship propelled deer. So if you want to know context for that, check it out. Um, and uh, any other episodes that went out this week? I know we had Table Party was last week came out. Um, uh, Doc of Shame should come out soon. I need to get around to editing that. I've been a little bit a little bit busy. Yeah, no, a little, little bit low motivation. No, I I hope that these when I do these like recap what TCP is doing. That I hope that the, <laughs> I hope I'm not like putting the pressure on you to, to, to no, edit. Okay. I mean, I need to, I need to do it. Is the pain. <laughs> I, I, I want to like let that like be like you. you yeah, what are you doing, Matt? What are you doing about the shit? <laughs> no, you're fine. It's all good. Um, but yeah, well, I, we're we're still doing some. We're still doing the cool shit. Um, and, uh, yeah, thank you all so much, uh, for tuning in, uh, and we will see you next week. Good night and good ball. Virtual Ball Boys has been brought to you by Team Chaos Productions. Find us on Twitter at Virtual Ball Boys and find more of our work at Team Chaos Pods. Mm-hmm.